Welcome to the Healing School Podcast. This is a place where you can get built up in the Word of God concerning healing. This is a place of truth and bold faith in the Word of God. We encourage you to get your Bible and some notepaper. Write down what the Lord is speaking to you. This is a place for both receiving and ministering healing. The stronger your faith gets in this area, the more effective you will be for the kingdom of our God. Hold fast to the scriptures. The truth of the scripture never changes and it never gets old. These are episodes you can feed on time and time again. Please share our podcasts with other people. Most always, someone either needs healing or knows someone who does. God bless you and heal you as you hear his word. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's just pray in the spirit. See what happens. Praise your name, God. Hallelujah. Make sure you're participating. Make sure you're participating, praying in the Spirit. You are such a good God and a good Father. Holy Spirit, we just invite you. We know that you're always present with us. We're not asking you to come like you're not here already, but we want you to know we invite you into our midst. You are welcome here, Holy Spirit. You are welcome here to do what you want to do in the way that you want to do it. And we just yield to you, Holy Spirit. There are things that you don't know about your friends and family. There are things that you can only speculate. But I'm asking you, says the Lord, don't speculate through your own mind, but speculate through my word. Speculate through the blood of Jesus Christ. Speculate through the power of the Holy Ghost. Speculate through the power of the gospel and speculate that for your friends and family. Don't speculate in any other way, says the Lord. And you will see it will be well with them. 
Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your goodness. Be revived. Be strong. Be strong. Be strong in the spirit. Strong in the spirit. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible says if you can tame the tongue, you can set the whole course of the life the right way, right? But it also says that we can't tame our tongue. But you know what we can do with our tongue is yield it to the Holy Ghost. And if we keep yielding our tongue to the Holy Ghost, we yield our whole life to the Holy Ghost. The whole course of our life yielded to the Holy Spirit. Isn't that wonderful? We want to be God-controlled people. We want to be people that are fully yielded and controlled by the Holy Spirit. 100% of the time because how many of you know that God never makes a mistake amen we make mistakes when we're controlled by our flesh but when we're controlled by the Holy Spirit he never makes a mistake and if we'll yield our tongue to him we can start yielding everything that we are everything that we own every relationship that we have every feeling we have every physical part of our body that we have we can yield the whole thing over to god and i don't know about you but i am convinced i am fully persuaded that he is much better at living my life than i am amen so let's yield our tongues to the Holy Spirit and therefore yielding our whole life over to him and just keep praying in the spirit because the problem is most people don't yield long enough. Most people only yield until they maybe get a goosebump or if nothing happens in a minute or so, they stop yielding and they say, well, guess God's busy. <laughs> guess I'm not getting a goosebump today. I'll just go do something else. But listen, God is not your dopamine hit, okay? Like you're not seeking God for the spectacular, for another shot of dopamine. You, you, like he'll give you that. You'll get that eventually with God. You'll get better than you can ever imagine with God. But he's not, you know, he's not your drug dealer, right? God is not there just to give you another hit of the glory and let you go and live your own life. God's presence is all glorious and he wants to envelope you in that glory so that you're not coming to him for a fix but you're always with him and constantly he's energizing your spirit and it's constantly coming through your soul and your physical body and to those around you amen so let's pray in the spirit some more amen and yield our whole self to the living God amen we yield ourselves to you God the more you yield yourself the happier 
here you ought to be getting. For the kingdom of God is righteousness. You have been made righteous by the blood of Jesus. Peace, Christ has given you his peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. Father, you're a good God and a good Father. You are joyful. You sit on the throne and laugh because you know you won. You've given us the victory. Out of the mouths of us babes comes, you have ordained strength. Hallelujah. Father, we love you. 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 We praise you, God, for you are a good God and a good Father. You are glorious. You are majesty on high. You are El Shaddai. You are the almighty, all-sufficient one. Hallelujah. You are the healer. Hallelujah. Praise God. Does that make you a little bit feel better? <laughs> you just got to take a drink sometimes, right? Just get drunk in the Holy Ghost a little. Amen? Amen? Is anybody buzzing in the Holy Ghost this morning? <laughs> Is anybody not buzzing in the Holy Ghost this morning? Time to speak. Let's speak in tongues a little bit more. Let's get that, that life going through your physical body. There's an H there. <laughs> Praise your name, God. You are so good, so good, so good, so good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Let joy break out in this place. Hallelujah. Laughter is the best medicine and the healer is in the house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You are so good, God. You are so good, so glorious, so wonderful, so beautiful. We love you, God. Hallelujah. 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 <laughs> you know, sometimes we forget that we're not self-energizing spirits, right? Like he is the only self-energizing spirit, and your spirit has life in it, but you've got to be recharged by the Holy Ghost. And you've got to allow that to happen by yielding yourself over 
to the Holy Spirit and you yield yourself by yielding your tongue. You can yield the whole course of your life over to God. It's funny, isn't it? <laughs> you can yield your whole self over to God just by praying in the Spirit. God, you know what we need to drink. Lord, you know we need to drink of your spirit. We receive those drinks of your spirit right now. Have your way, Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. You know, this is healing school, and, and because I believe we're all born again in here. Is anyone not born again? We're all born again. Okay, because we're all born again, I'm not here to give you anything you don't already have. So what's the purpose of coming to healing school? I'm here to take something from you. <laughs> I'm here to take away every sickness, every disease, every infirmity, <laughs> every work of the enemy. <laughs> I'm just going to take it all away from you and leave you looking more like Jesus than you've ever looked like him before. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. But I'm not the healer. <laughs> But Christ in me, and Christ in you, and Christ in this room, Jehovah Rapha, he's the healer. And he's here, and he's present, and he never misses a healing school. This is his jam, right? This is what he does. By his stripes, we were healed, right? He took on every single disease that there ever was. And when he was on the cross, he was unrecognizable as a man. He just looked like, who knows what he looked like, right? Except for the people that were there. But I can tell you what he didn't look like. He didn't look like a human man because all the sickness, all the disease, all the depression, all the heart disease, all the inflammation was put upon him so that we don't have to experience that. Can you feel your body right now, that inflammation? Go in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He took on everything. He took on hormonal problems. He took on cancer. <laughs> Do you want to know something really funny about cancer? Yeah. Okay, so cancer is spelled C-A-N-C-E-R. So it's C-Answer. Christ is the answer to cancer. <laughs> Isn't that funny? God is so clever. He keeps the Christ before us and before our eyes all the time if we'll just open our eyes to Christ, right? Amen? Amen, 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 hallelujah. He took on every sickness, every disease. He took on every headache. He took on every blood disease. He took on all the joint pain. He took on arthritis. He took on osteoporosis. He took on bone marrow issues. He took on, he took on everything, everything. The weight of every curse was upon him. So that means because he took it on, 
that means the weight of any curse cannot be upon you and I. No curse can be upon you or I. Every curse, every disease, every germ, every bacteria, every virus, every new pandemic, (laughs) it cannot affect us. It cannot affect us. I want to tell you guys something. This week has been amazing for me because my daughter Jennifer, I love her so much, she goes, one of her friends showed her this new Bible translation. It's called the Hawaiian Pigeon Translation. Not like pigeon like a bird. Yeah, amen, amen. Not pigeon like a bird, but it's an actual language in Hawaii. And so I pulled up this Hawaiian Pigeon Translation, and I've been listening to the Bible. And you know people in Hawaii use less words anyway? So it's so simple. It's so simple, like it's so easy to understand the Bible in this Hawaiian pigeon translation. And uh, I'm going to read to you John 3:16 if I can. This is amazing, but I want to talk. There's a, there, I'm going somewhere with this. For us, to, there's more understanding and revelation in this than you understand. You'll see. It's amazing. Hallelujah. It'll help you return to your first love. Okay, so John 3, 16. <laughs> Pardon my accent. God get plenty love and aloha for the people inside the world. That's why he sent me. He, his one and only boy. Because <laughs> of that, everybody that trusts me no going to get cut off from God forever. They're going to get the real kind of life that's going to stay to the max forever. God's one and only boy, right? (laughs) And there's scriptures in here that say you have to stay tight with God's one and only boy. (laughs) I'm telling you, I am enjoying it. It's ridiculous. But the reason I'm telling you about this, well, first of all, I want you to have some fun in Christ too. But also the books of the Bible, like John is named John, but the very first one is named Start. Exodus is named out of Egypt. Makes sense, doesn't it? Leviticus is named priests, like priests. Makes sense. Numbers is named census. Makes sense, right? And this one just got me laughing. I mean, I was rolling on this one. Deuteronomy is called rules second time. (laughs) You know, because they broke the Ten Commandments and they had to get them a second time. So the whole book is called rules second time. But here's, here's the revelation. There's three, actually. The book of Revelation, it's the revelation of Jesus Christ, right? It's not actually the doom and gloom book. They call it Jesus Show. And that's powerful, right? Because in our language and in our, I don't know how it happened, but somehow in America we decided that the book of Revelations was scary, right? Like it was, it was like, oh, this is a scary book and don't read it. But really it's the revelation of Jesus Christ, right? And so they call it Jesus show, which is amazing. But there's more. Proverbs is called smart guys. Smart guys. 
I need to read Smart Guys 1 through 31 because we all need that wisdom, right? It breaks it down for you so that you really understand what the book is about. But here's the revelation, you guys. The book of Acts is called Jesus Guys. The book of Acts, the Acts of the Apostle, is called Jesus Guys. Christians, little Christs, and that's who you and I are. We have been made into his image. You and I are Jesus guys. We walk, we're not Jesus, we're not God's one and only boy, but we're God's children, amen? But we are just like Christ in this world. And we walk around with the same power that raised Christ from the dead. And he was unrecognizable as a man, but then when he got risen from the dead, they, they thought he was a gardener, so they obviously recognized him as a man, right? He was completely made whole except for the scars. That's it. Everything else is in perfect working condition. Amen. And that same power that Jesus has is in every Jesus guy. Are you a Jesus guy? Are you a Christian? Are you a little Christ? Are you ready to take that power and go out and heal the sick and raise the dead? Freely you have received. And I guarantee you, you did nothing to deserve this power. We did nothing to deserve this. But God, in his infinite mercy and his wisdom, he chose to bestow upon us this resurrection power that he put in Jesus Christ, and he put it inside of each and every one of us through the word of the gospel. Through the word of Jesus Christ, through the word himself, God's one and only boy. I love that. Through Jesus Christ. We have that resurrection power, and it's sitting on the inside of you. The question is, how are you using it? How are you using it? The question isn't, is the power in there? That's not the question. Because the truth is, the power is in there. The question is, how are you using it? See, we've been asking the wrong question, as not this particular church, but... The church body as a whole has been asking, where's the power at? Where's the power at? The power's already in us. The, pro the question we should be asking is, why aren't we using it? Why aren't we using the power that we have? If the resurrection power of Christ is in you and I, and it is of a surety, then what is to stop us from laying hands on the sick and saying, be healed in the name of Jesus? There's nothing that will stop it. Nothing. If you are believing God, I've seen this happen. Even somebody else's unbelief will not stop the power of God. I've seen it. If you are believing God, you can push somebody into faith. Because when you have confidence in God and confidence in his power, confidence in his ability, not your ability, you're not the healer, amen. But confidence in his ability through you, that is being so humble. That's not pride. That's humility. See, pride is thinking that your sin is greater than the blood of Jesus, 
and that you're so unworthy that even the blood of a deity cannot make you worthy. That's pride. That's pride. Like, let's just expose pride for what it is, right? But humility is saying, all the sin that I could ever do and muster up in this physical body, with even if I sin with all of my might, the blood of Jesus is much more powerful than my ability to mess up. Amen. That's humility. And then when you go out, you go out in God confidence. And Satan will come along and he'll tell you, remember what you did? <laughs> You're not worthy. And you will say, You're right. I wasn't made worthy except for by the blood of Jesus. Thank you for reminding me that I'm not the healer, but Christ in me is. And thank you for reminding me to be humble and allow the blood of Jesus to completely cleanse my consciousness from all of those dead works. Amen. I could feel faith rising in this room question isn't is the power in there the question is are you going to use it and you know you can use the power on yourself just as well as you can use the power on somebody else you know if <laughs> there's a lot of you know as a pastor and I've been a pastor for a very long time now <laughs> like 10 years it's nothing compared to some but it's a long time and my husband and I were tallying up the sermons that I've written and it's it's about a thousand, almost a thousand two hundred. It's like a thousand one hundred and seventy something sermons, and we <laughs> we were just talking about it. I forgot where I was going with that. Well, praise God. Who cares? <laughs> oh, I know where I was going. As a pastor, there's these times where you just feel depleted, but you know what? As a person, not including my, the pastorate, there's times where you just feel defeated. You feel worn out. You feel exhausted. You feel like, oh, I just got to, if I could just get to a Kenneth E. Hagen meeting, right? If I could just get to a meeting where somebody can lay their hands on me and anoint me and give me a really big boost of strength, then I know everything will be fine, right? Well, you can't always get to a meeting. And sometimes at 3 o'clock in the morning, when you really need the power, there's no meetings going on. So we have to realize that we have Christ in us, and we can lay our hands on our own head, and we can command ourselves to live and not die, and we can anoint ourselves with oil and anoint ourselves with the Holy Spirit. And then you kind of get a double dose. Because as I'm ministering to you, the power of God, like if I put my hands on Joyce here and said, in the name of Jesus, be refreshed. Like she's receiving, but I'm the pipe. And if the water comes through the pipe, the pipe gets wet, right? So if I lay, and she's getting wet in the Holy Spirit, and I'm getting wet in the Holy Spirit. So if I lay my hands on myself, I'm getting wet because I'm the pipe, but I'm also dumping it on myself. So it's kind of like a double portion if you will believe God enough to receive even from yourself. And if you can believe God to receive from yourself, you can believe God to receive from anyone because you know what you did. You know how unworthy your life is. Amen? But Christ has made you worthy. 
And that's what we have to see ourselves through the blood of Christ. The Bible says, no, no man after the flesh. And that includes yourself. Like, we're not going to know Shannon after the flesh, right? But Shannon's not going to know himself after the flesh, right? Every time you look in the mirror, you're going to see the blood of Jesus, right, Shannon? And every time you think about yourself, you're never going to think you're unworthy. You're just going to think, Christ has made me worthy, and the blood of Jesus is enough. And you're going to honor the blood, and you're going to have the fear of the Lord, and you're going to rise up, and you're going to go in God confidence, right? Don't mess around with self-confidence anymore. It's wavering, you know. Self-confidence depends on how does my hair look today? How do my clothes look today? How do you perceive me today, right? That's what self-confidence is so reliant on in this day and age. But God-confidence, it only relies on the blood that's been poured out on the mercy seat that is constantly speaking Shannon Pisano is righteous. He's holy. He's unblameable. He's unreprovable in the sight of the living God who happens to be all-knowing. Like, if there was any reason to reprove you, the all-knowing one would know it. Right? Is that true? So if the all-knowing one says you're unreprovable in his sight, then all we have to do is submit to that. And say, wow, you're right, God, you're all-knowing. You know more than me. I'm unreprovable in your sight. I'm unblameable, and I'm unashamed. I'm unashamed, right? I'm unashamed. And Satan would like to tell you things. He would like to remind you how blameable you are. And the Bible says, agree with your adversary quickly, right? And so when Satan reminds me, how unworthy I am because nobody's worthy without the blood, right? See, that's the problem with Satan. He doesn't factor in the blood. And I never want to be on his side. I never want to agree with him and not factor in the blood of Jesus. I'm looking for a scripture. I want to read it to you. Hallelujah. So when Satan comes and tells me, hey, Cindy, <laughs> Sometimes he'll say, Pastor Cindy. He'll get all up in my face. He'll say, I know what you used to do. I know who you used to be. I'll be like, oh my gosh. Thank you for reminding me of how much God has saved me from. Thank you for reminding me that God pulled me up out of the muck and the mire. It helps me stay humble to realize that it's only by his blood and his blood alone that I've been made righteous. And then I play a little game with Satan and I say, let me remind you of this, buddy. It says here in Revelation 20.10, and the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are. Oh, your friends are down there, Satan. And shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. Forever and ever. So, you know, he reminds me less now. He reminds me less now because I answer him. But if you don't agree with your adversary quickly, 
I know what I used to do. You know what you used to do. The Bible literally says, and such were some of you, after it lists this big, long thing of sin. I mean, there's like three or four verses. Each time it does that. And I'm just like, God, this goes on and on and on. There's adulterers and fornicators and backbiters and gossipers and lovers of themselves and you know, all these things, and I'm just like, ooh, that, I'd like to skip over those, right? But then I stop skipping over those because I like to see what we're all free from. I love the scripture that says, and such were some of you. Well, hey, such was me. How about you? I don't know about you, but I did not live a perfect life. And I did all my sinning after I was saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. Because how much sin can you do before you're six? I mean, you can do some. <laughs> I have siblings, so I did some. But really, how much sin can you do before you're saved and filled with the Holy Spirit when you get saved and filled with the Holy Spirit so young? And we have to understand the mercy of our God. We have to humble ourselves before God and say, you know what? It doesn't matter how much I messed up, God. Your blood is enough to cover it all. Every single bit of it. All of it. Every mess up. Every mistake. Every bad thought. I used to think I was doing okay until I read that Jesus said, You've heard it said, you shall not murder. But if you hate your brother, you've murdered him in your heart. And I was like, ooh. Thank God it doesn't say sister. <laughs> no, and then God corrected me, right? <laughs> because it means brother or sister. It means anybody, right? <laughs> I was like, you know what, God? I repent. And uh, I know your blood has covered me in every area. You know, people say to themselves and they think to themselves, well, they disqualify themselves from using the resurrection power on the inside of them, or even from being healed because they forget how valuable the blood of Christ is. They forget how valuable the blood of a God is. Not just the blood of a human. Jesus Christ, he's the lamb slain before the foundation of the world. He was there in the very beginning. The world was made by him and for him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. He is the word of God. He is God. Even God calls him God. He says, thy throne, O God, is exalted forever. The Father says that to Jesus. So Jesus' blood, even though he was a mortal man and in the flesh, he was born by impregnated... Uh, Mary, by the seed of the word, by the Holy Spirit. Even though he was human, he was also God. Praise God for the marriage of the natural and the supernatural. Right? He is the door by which we pull our miracles through. He's the door by which we lay hands on people and they receive the power of God. And he's in us. His spirit is in us. It says The Bible says, you have the spirit of Christ in you. You have the mind of Christ. You are covered in the blood of Jesus. There's nothing impossible for us because all things are possible with God, right? Is God ever apart from you? No. 
So it's not a question of do you have that power in you. It's a question of how are you using that power? And are you using that power? You know, when I was young, when I was, since I was filled with the Spirit when I was young, and I always read the Word of God, I loved the Word of God, even when I was little. Even when I was a teenager not making good choices, I still read the Word, right? I used to think that because when I would walk into a room, like heads would turn, I used to think that was me. I didn't perceive that it was the anointing on me that was doing it, right? So I started getting a little puffed up thinking that's, you know, I'm, I'm all that, I'm, I'm cute, I'm amazing, right? <laughs> I was wrong. I mean, I wasn't wrong, but I was wrong, you know what I mean? And then when I started learning more about the Holy Spirit as I got older, I started realizing all those times it was the anointing upon me that was causing people to look because they were expecting something from God, Right? And so if we start to realize that, if people prefer you, it's God on you. And they're not looking to you. They're not pulling something from you like, ooh, let me have what you have. They may not know better. They may use those words. But really, they just want the Christ in you. That's really all people want. That's what they're seeking. They're, this is a lost and dying world, and they're seeking truth and they're seeking stability and they're seeking peace and we have it and they're seeking healing and deliverance and we have it you have it david but are we sharing it what are we doing with it what are we doing with it you know i love thinking about the old testament saints especially elisha because I mean, I love the story of Elijah and Elisha. When Elisha got the double portion anointing, he got Elijah's mantle. He walked back, and he found this water that they had crossed over, and he threw his stick and pushed it on the ground and said, Where is the God of Elijah? And I thought, I need to step it up. I need to get more bold. If Elisha can do that and get away with it in the old covenant, why can't we do that in the new covenant? Why can't we demand the power of God be released from us through the simple laying on of hands and saying, be healed in the name of Jesus? You'll never experience another heart palpitation again in your life in Jesus' name. That's a word from God. You'll never experience that again. He's healing. He's fixing it right now. Heart surgery. Whatever's going on, healed in Jesus' name. Now, can I ask you a question? Was something going on? <laughs> Praise God. Thank you, God, for healing Molly. Thank you, God, for healing Molly. Where is the God of Elijah? Where's the God of Elisha? I think about the Old Testament prophets, and I think Elijah himself, he ran. He outran chariots, and he had the Holy Spirit upon him, and Moses parted the Red Sea. And I, and I used to think about this all the time, and I thought, oh, when I get to heaven, I wonder which one I'm going to talk to first. 
Am I going to ask David what it was like? Am I going to ask Sol- uh, what is his name? Solomon? No, not him. The guy with Delilah. Samson. I was going to ask, am I going to ask him how did he kill all of those people, you know, and all that stuff? Am I going to ask him what did that feel like to have the power of God on him? And the Lord corrected me. And the Lord said, no. They're going to run up to you, and they're going to say, what did you do with the Holy Spirit inside of you? And I was like, wow. Wow. Not only do we have the Holy Spirit inside of us, but we also have the Holy Spirit upon us. These are the latter days. The Bible says, and I've said this before, but I want to say it more clearly to you, The Bible says that in the last days, it's going to be as in the days of Noah. And as it was in the days of Noah, the fountains of the deep were broken open and the rain came down. And that's a picture of the Holy Spirit inside of us and rivers of living water flowing out of our belly and the Holy Spirit in us working through us doing exploits for God this way, but also the Holy Spirit upon us. So whatever Moses had, we have more. Whatever David had, we have more. Because Moses and David and Elijah and Elijah had the rain, but we have the fountains of the deep are broken open and we have the former rain and we have the latter rain. And what happens when the fountains of the deep are broken open and the rains are coming down? You get a flood. We are to be fully flooded with the richest measure of the divine presence. It says that in Ephesians chapter 3 in the Amplified Version. We are to be wholly filled and flooded with the richest measure of the divine presence. And what happens when there's a flood? I'm going to tell you, all flesh dies. All flesh dies. We can be fully controlled by the Holy Spirit of the living God every second of every day. All we have to do is yield. Because the flood is here. The flood is here. The Holy Spirit is in us, wanting to work through us for ourselves and for others, reaching the lost, reaching out. Just like Jenny sang this morning, you are the light to the darkness around me. You are the hope to the hopeless and broken. You are the only truth and the only way. We need to let the Holy Spirit start shining through us in such a way that there is no darkness around us because everywhere we go, we bring the light and the life of the Almighty God. Everywhere we go, Tina. Everywhere we go. Everywhere we go. We bring the light. We bring the life. We bring the words. We bring the prophecy. Whatever is necessary in that moment, in that group of people, we bring it because we're God carriers. We're Jesus guys. You could be a Jesus girl. I want to be a Jesus guy because it sounds fun. We're containers of the Holy Ghost. We're containers of the living God. Containers of resurrection power walking around on this earth. What are we going to do with it? Everyone stand up. 
Well, it hasn't even been that long, has it? We're going to do a little something here. Stand up. We're going to do some, we're going to cooperate with the Holy Ghost. Can we do that? Can we cooperate with the Holy Ghost? Hallelujah. Praise God. Okay, so the first thing I want to tell you is get your head out of the way. Amen. Stop thinking. Don't, yeah, perfect. Don't overthink this. Do not think about this. In fact, if you think about it, you're overthinking it. Okay? I'm going to make a rule, and then we're going to play a game. Is that okay if we play a game? This, we're going to play a game. And the rule is you may not speak in English or any known language. You may only pray and speak in the Holy Ghost. That's your rule. All right? You can only speak in the Holy Spirit. Only tongues. Only tongues. Now, you're going to find a partner, and you're going to lay hands on that partner, whoever the Holy Spirit leads you to. You're going to, not who you want to go to. Listen to the Holy Spirit. And you're going to go lay your hands on them, and you're going to speak in tongues over them. And then, when you feel like, when the Holy Spirit tells you it's time to stop, then you're going to stop and you're going to go find someone else and lay hands on them. And if they're busy praying, would you act like you're praying for Christy real quick? If they're busy praying, she's praying in the Spirit, and God tells me to lay my hands on her, I'm going to do that and I'm going to pray in the Spirit. And we're going to just do that. Can we do that? Is everybody down for this? All right, let's do it. Only tongues. Go. Keep going, keep going, Kirios, and Arabahaya Kotata Tia Sea, Abahaya Kodahia Sidioso Kodada Mahata, 
No English, no English. Only tongues, Kirio Sakaranama, Haya Koradia, Sidio Soko, Aba Haya Koradia, Sidio Sokoranama, Hata Tiasi, Ilio Sokoranama, Haya Koradia, Sidio Sa, E Karanama Hata Tati, Sidio Sokoranama Hata, Aba Haya Koradia, Sidio Sokoranama Hata Tiasi, Aba Haya Koradia, Sidio Sokoranama, Kirio Sotanama. Ali <laughs> 
Only tongues. You are holy, Lord. If there's someone else you need to lay hands on, go do it. Ha <laughs> 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 
Hallelujah! 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 Kiriosa tadana mahatatia. Ah, mahaya koradia siriosa koradana bahaya kiriosa. Tongues only, tongues only. Kiria siriosa tadana bohota. Ah, bahaya koradia siriosa tolarana bahatatia si. Stay yielded. Kiriosa koradana bahatata. He kiriosa tadana bahaya koradia siriosa. We worship you, Almighty God. There is none like you. Abahaya Koradia Sidio Sukoda da Bahata. Alio soda da la Bahaya Koradia Si. Yakirio soda da la Mahata. Olalia Sidio Sukoda da la Mahaya Kiri Sidio So. Hallelujah! 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 Hallelujah is not an English word. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 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 Hallelujah. So if we want to take our seats again for a minute, if that's even possible. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I have some questions for you. I have some questions for you. Yes. If you can speak English. If you're so far gone in the spirit, you can't speak English, that's okay too. Here's my question. What happened and who's brave enough to testify? The righteous are as bold as a lion. What happened? For me, as I, as I was praying for each one of you, I saw stuff. I saw stuff. I saw your eyes being opened. Like there was, there was something there that, that your eyes are being opened to a new revelation, a new Hallelujah. place. I saw from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet, and I saw your heart. I saw oh. something's going on with your heart, and I saw that. Amen. I saw liquid gold be then come over you. It was liquid gold. It was woo like that Jesus song. Praise yeah. God. It was so beautiful to see. Beautiful. Liquid gold. And it only was on the top of your head. It was coming down 
they're coming up here all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. And then Myla, Myla, when I when I was praying over you, I saw leadership. I saw a soldier coming. It, it was just like a like makes this. sense. Yes. Yes. And then with you, there was a connection, Jenny, with you, that it was so sweet, and that it was it was like this transference of scripture from me to you. And First Corinthians two and about perseverance. Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank you. What happened? I saw scripture culture. Praise God. What scripture? When it says, pray one for another that you may be healed. So when we're praying for this person or that person, and I'm praying, we're both praying, we're both going to be healed. Amen. Amen. And that we've got to stir up the Amen. Because it just lays there dormant if we don't practice it. Right, right. We've got to, we've got to practice it. Amen. Yeah. Amen. So will you all check your bodies, and if you had pain or something going on on the way in and it's gone now, would you come up and testify and also tell us what happened? What was your experience? laughing and praying in the Holy Ghost and being prayed for. Being prayed for. When I was praying for Marva, I reached down to her left leg, but it's my right leg that has the pain. And the pain is gone right now, but I don't always Praise feel God. it all the time. Uh, it's something, I don't know what it is. But Praise God. I'm fully even What can you do that would irritate it? Okay. Praise God. Okay, well, I believe inflammation is gone in Jesus' name. Remember, Christ was puffed up, so you don't have to be. <laughs> Thank you, Pete. All my sisters and brothers and our brother to be with the Francis Roberts. Praise the Lord. Keep her right at the gate. Wow. Then I know that the Lord is going to bring her to Christ. Or we could just pull one another in. Nothing else will do. Just this and the starting of it all. Praise God. Praise God. You guys want to testify? Tell us what happened? It's okay if nothing happened. You can come up here and say, well, I don't know. I prayed in the spirit. I didn't feel anything. Didn't see anything. It's okay. It's okay. You want to let us know, Bill? <laughs> the righteous are as bold as a lion. Back in the 90s when there was an outpouring of the Spirit in the Toronto Revival and Pensacola Revival, it hit our church. And uh, 
Our pastor was one. If he laid hands on a thousand people, nobody would fall down. He went to Toronto and he laid hands on a thousand people, a thousand people would fall down. It's transferable. The anointing is transferable. Mm. The Holy Spirit flows. So when he laid hands on me, uh, I used to go, I used to fall into the power all the time. It was like I had everything to do not to fall into the power. It, but it was flowing and flowing and flowing. And I felt peace and I felt joy and I felt love. I felt what the Holy Spirit is like. I felt the life of God flowing into me. And then when I prayed for you, I felt the life of God going into you. And uh, you were blessed coming in, and you were blessed going out. Amen. You're living a life of blessings today because God loves you. He wants to know who his great things for you. And you'll be in the palace. Amen. You, you'll be just like Mary. Read unto me according to your word. Amen. Praise God. Last person. Well, Tina's getting up, but I guess we'll do you also. Okay. Now, the, the people that know me here know that I would never be standing up here. So, um, but when uh, I was praying, a bunch of people were praying for me, and what came out was a roaring lion. But somebody uh, told me about that in regards to laying hands on them one time the roaring lion. And that's what came out. Pastor prayed on me and I got louder and louder and louder. Amen. Amen. Linda, we want to hear from you too. The second last one. Um, each one I prayed for, I just felt like what I said earlier, there was that flow of the Holy Spirit just coming in like waves lapping the shore and each person I just felt like in the spirit it was just lapping in each one what they needed and then I was also receiving but just that gentle flow of the spirit amen amen so for me I just had fun <laughs> do you want to okay come on the third last one <laughs> Yeah, here you go. Um, I've never really been here, but long story short, obviously I felt God's presence, but what really struck me was just the love from each one of you, just laying on the hand on hand, and just that transference of love, and so I just encourage you, you don't have to have the words, they get it, because I felt love from each and every one of you, and it means a lot. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you. Praise God. So, um, hallelujah. <laughs> oh, come on up. Come on. Well, you can, but then the people won't hear you on the recording. Besides, this is not going to bite you. It's not a snake. I'll hold it for you. 
since that evening. It's just your voice. It's beautiful. It's a magical Sunday. Mm -hmm. I can't stop. I wake up in the middle of the night and I'm just going on and on. I am many, many, many years ago from when we were young. One of my friends was a Christian and uh, through her I got baptized. And it was and the reason that I did not continue with her in believing in what she prophesied or talked about or whatever was because I had to pull up friends that I should not have at the time. Otherwise, I would imagine I'd be in the spirit many years now. <laughs> um, I just wanted to share that with you that <laughs> it comes up laughing, crying. As I said, just in the middle of the night, I wake up and I'm just going on. What is the magical Sunday? What does that mean? When I touched more after he spoke. Praise God. In tongues. In tongues. Praise God. Yes. Hallelujah. I. I don't know if it's a doubt. I, it's, you know, he's always, the evil spirit is always among us or trying to work on us and stuff. And, but I do truly believe him that it is possible. We do have the spirit in us. Amen. And once we accept it, <laughs> It's always there. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can I um, can I share a little something with you guys that I learned a long time ago, and, and it was really freeing for me. Okay, so we know that God... I'll wait just a second. Okay, we know that God is omnipresent, right? What does that mean? He's everywhere, all at the same time. But did you know that Satan is not omnipresent? Satan is not omnipresent. That means he's not probably picking on you like you think. Well, it could be demons. It could be, it could be your own thoughts, right? But I think we give too much credit to Satan. We give too much credit to him because he's not omnipresent. And I don't know about you, but I, I would think that if the enemy had a half a brain, he would be attacking someone like Jesse Duplantis, who has a worldwide ministry, as opposed to us. I, I'm not saying that we don't get attacked. I'm saying we do. But, but we're not dealing with Satan directly. We're dealing with his minions and people. Under, we're dealing with underlings, right? And, and really, they have no power over us. And Satan doesn't either. But honestly... We have to remember that Satan is not omnipresent, right? Like, and it's pride to think that he's picking on you alone, you know? Like, and I've, I've heard people, this, this has nothing to do with what you said, but I've heard people say, oh, I have such a, a, a large call of God on my life. That's why I'm sick. That's why I'm in a wheelchair. That's why I can't get healed because the enemy, I'm a target for the enemy. And you know what? The person that I heard say that is in heaven now. <laughs> 
and they never fulfilled the call of God on their life because they were believing for enemy attacks. You can use your faith for demonic attacks or you can use your faith for healing. You choose. I use my faith for healing. I use my faith in God that God has overcome the enemy. Amen? So um, what else? Anything else happen? You guys want to share anything else before we do something else? Go ahead. What I think is that we're seeing a fresh Holy Spirit indwelling, that this is time for refreshing. Amen. Times for refreshing. Amen. Praise God. We'll see if I can do that. There we go. Okay, so we can transfer the outer anointing. We can transfer the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon us, right? But we cannot transfer the internal anointing, the fountains of the deep that are breaking open. That is something that you and I have to do in the privacy of our own home, with our Bible, and with the Holy Spirit. And you do that by praying in the Spirit, by reading your Bible, by developing your relationship with the Lord. And the larger your inner anointing gets, the larger your outer anointing can get. Because your inner anointing supports your outer anointing. Does that make sense? And God wants to do something in you before he'll do something upon you. But he will do both. Amen? And um, the, the power upon you is usually for other people. The power in you is for both you and other people, but especially your character and things like that. That is the power of God to help you, and the anointing upon you is the power of God to help other people. So if you want to help more people, you've got to raise that inner anointing by praying in the Holy Ghost at home. That's why we have the furnace before healing school from, on Tuesdays and Wednesdays from 9 to 9.50. It's a time to come in here and just sit in the presence of God. You can bring your Bible, you can bring your notebook, and just hear from heaven, right? And then after you hear from heaven, you that's going to increase your capacity for the anointing on the inside of you. But I just want to, I don't know why I needed to say that, but I wanted to. So um, what are you doing with the resurrection power on the inside of you? And what are you going to do the rest of this week with the resurrection power on the inside of you? Are you going to pray in the spirit and lay hands on the sick and see them recover? And don't be worried about somebody not knowing what tongues is. Really, don't even be concerned with that. Because if you're praying for a born-again believer that's been baptized in the Holy Spirit and hasn't spoken in the spirit for a long time, you're going you're gonna to jumpstart them. You're going to jumpstart them. And if you're praying for somebody who doesn't know what tongues is, you're going to have an opportunity to tell them. You're going to, they might want it too. They might want a, a special prayer language. They might want to be baptized with the Holy Spirit and fire, right? And you can tell them, hey, you got to be born again first, and then they might come into the kingdom to get the gift of the Holy Spirit because who doesn't want the Holy Spirit? Right? Like, who doesn't want the Holy Spirit? If people are presented with the gospel, nine times out of ten, they'll take it. And if they don't take it, maybe we presented it wrong. I don't know. Maybe we're the pickaxe, right? Um, and that's okay. If you're the pickaxe on the ground of their heart, that's okay. I've been the pickaxe before for people. So it's not fun because then the ground yells at you. But nine times out of ten, they are very open to Jesus, to the truth, to the way, because there's something in their heart that God has been working on their heart before they ever got to you. 
So you may think you're going in cold, but you're not. God is already working on those people. And something you can pray is, Lord, send me to the person that is ready to accept you. Send me to the person that is ready to be healed. Send me the per to the person that is searching for you so that I can help them. You know, you can also pray, and this is a little scary, but I did it, and it was okay. God helped me through it. God, send me to somebody who's going to die today, and if they don't receive you, they'll go to hell. And um, I heard an evangelist say that one time, and so I pray that way once in a while. And sure enough, without fail, God will send me to that person. And um, one time it was an elderly gentleman sitting on a bench in a Walmart, and I walked by him, and the Holy Spirit was like, wait. And I was like, oh. And then I kind of wanted to not pray because I was a little bit shy on the inside and kind of wanted to just go do my own thing. But the Holy Spirit reminded me, you prayed, and that man is going to hell if you don't share the gospel. But if you share the gospel, he will receive Christ and he will go to heaven. And so I sat down on the bench and I struck up a conversation with him. And then within a few minutes, we got to salvation and he received Jesus Christ. And I'll see him again someday, right? But, I, but you can pray, God, God, show me, let me talk to somebody today that, if they, that they are dying today. And God knows everything, right? There are people dying today. And if they don't have the Holy Spirit there in, in Jesus Christ, if Jesus isn't their Lord and Savior, they're going to hell. So, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Amen. It is a hard thing. It is a hard thing to face. But God knew you weren't going anyway. And God knew you weren't going to go. And I love that about him, right? But he knew you needed that correction. So he used it as an opportunity to correct you. I've had that happen where God's told me to go pray for someone and I didn't. And I prayed for somebody else to come along. And, and uh, the Lord said, there's nobody but you. And then I prayed for another opportunity. And, you know, but really, you could be the last Christian to cross their path. You could be the last person that's going to bring healing, that's going to bring life, that's going to bring light to them. And, and this is serious, right? Like, we're having fun in here, and we should have fun, right? But there's a serious side to this. There are people out there dying and going to hell, and if we don't share what we have, they're going to go to hell. And we cannot be afraid of, are you um, going to attack me? Are you going to get mad at me? Are you going to hurt my feelings? Because they don't know that they need Jesus. Because if they knew they need Jesus, they wouldn't need you. Right? Like they wouldn't need you to come in and teach them about Jesus. And it's not complicated. You don't have to be like, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, I'm calling thee into the kingdom. No, just say, Hey, I want to share something with you. I want to tell you about God's one and only boy. And I want you to get tight with him. I want you to receive him as your Lord and Savior. Like you don't have to use King James Version words to bring somebody to Christ. 
The Bible says that if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, if you believe in your heart that Jesus is God's son and you confess with your mouth that he's your Lord, that he got risen from the dead, who died for your sins and rose again, you know, there's not a sinner in hell in hell for committing their sin. They're not in hell for murdering someone. They're not in hell for molesting someone. They're not in hell for those things. They're not in hell for being homosexual. They're only in hell for not receiving Christ. And if you love people, if you love people, if you love God, you love people, because we love what he loves, hate what he hates, right? If you love people, you will give them an opportunity to come into the kingdom by saying, hey, let me tell you about my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Or you can just say, hey, is, I perceive you have pain in your shoulder, and then start ministering to them on their shoulder. When they get healed, they'll say, whoa, what did you do? Well, let me tell you about Jesus, the healer. Let me tell you about Jehovah Rapha. He was risen from the dead, and his power resides in me, and you can have that power in you too if you'll make him your Lord and Savior. And, and just it's so easy, and you can do it so casually that with gravity, but so casually that they'll accept Jesus and they won't think, they won't feel like they have to be weird and religious and crazy, right? They'll just say, oh, okay, I do need Jesus. You're right. And I'm, I'm not going to be a part of religion and say, well, I don't want you to be a part of religion. I just want you to know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And let God figure the rest out. Amen. I mean, you can invite him to church, but for the most part, just let God figure it out, right? Once they get Christ in them, God can speak to them from the inside, right? And then and let God figure out how to do whatever, amen? So this week, your homework is to pray in the Spirit a lot, amen? Yield yourself to the Holy Ghost. Use the resurrection power that's in you. And just see if you can use it all up. Is that okay? Just see if it ever runs out. I'm going to give you a hint. It doesn't. But I want you to use it to the point of the, God, the tank has got to be empty by now. And you'll see a fresh infilling. And you'll see the power work even when you don't think you have any left. Amen? Everyone okay with that? And then write down what you did. And bring it in and you'll be graded. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not grading you. But this is healing school. Write down what happened. Write down what happened, and then we can share it, or if you don't want to share it, you don't have to, but just have some accountability. Share it with somebody. Share it with Molly. Share it with Myra. <clears throat> really, share it with somebody in here. Is that okay? Is there anybody who says, Pastor Cindy, I don't want to do that. I'm not going to do that this week. Um, that's, just, I'm just, that's just not me. I'm not going to do it. Boy, you guys are smart. <laughs> you guys must know me. Because I was going to give you a biblical reason why you should. But uh, you know me. Praise God. All right. So we're all going to do it then, right? Don't forget you're in church committing to that. Right? Why you should? Because Jesus said, be ready always to share and give an answer for the hope that you have inside of you. And don't be ashamed of him. He says, if you're not ashamed of me, I won't be ashamed of you. But if you're ashamed of me, I'm not going to know you. And that's kind of scary. <laughs> that's kind of scary. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Look at all you evangelists. God is so good. You're going to go out in power. You're going to go out and heal the sick, raise the dead. We, have, we, we know four people that have been through this church that have been raised from the dead. Really, we need five. Nobody volunteer that I know, but somebody is probably already out there dead. Really, go out and raise them. Amen? Go out and just call them back from the dead and know that that, that is God's will. It's not God's will that any should perish. And it's not God's will that people should die before their time. And it's not like there's a time and a, it's, you're not going to die on Thursday at 3 o'clock. That's not how it works. You die when you finish your race. And anyone who dies before 80 years old has not finished their race. And many people who die before 120 have not finished their race. So finish your race. <laughs> Run your course. Finish your race. Help other people. Be like, hey, I see you're sleeping on the battlefield. Live in the name of Jesus. Come back. Finish your race. We need you. There's too many people going to heaven early who are going to hell, and we need them. Amen? Let's build an army. Let's build an army. Yeah, too many people giving up. I'm going to tell you one more thing, and then I'll let you go. When the Lord called me to start a church and to run my race, and I said, Lord, part of my race, and he knows this, is to bring other people with me, to get you in your calling and see that you finish your race. I said, God, if you won't send me Christians, if you won't send me people to become Christians, I will go out and I will raise the dead and fill the church with people who already died because those people are going to be sold out to you. But why can't we be sold out before we die? Amen? So either way, it's going to happen, whether it's with the living or with the dead, I don't really care. But the will of God will be accomplished. Amen? So go out and raise the dead. If you can't invite living people to church, go to the graveyard and start raising them from the dead. Go to the morgue and start inviting people to church. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. Fill the seats, right? Like, really, get people to come in and receive all that God has for them. Amen? You have the same resurrection power on the inside of you. It's not a matter of, is the power in there? The power is in there. It's, are you going to use it? Yeah. So if you're looking around at your people and nobody will come to healing school with you, then just go to the morgue and be like, can I... Can I pray for this guy? I need to get him to church on Sunday. <laughs> That's my, I need to heal the sick and none of my friends are letting me pray for them. So I'm just going to pray for this one. Go to the ER. There's a lot of people pray, that need prayer there. There's a lot of people in hospitals dying. Just walk through the hospital, walk through an elderly home and just say, you know what? It's not your time to go. God has a purpose and a plan for you. You need to get up, you need to run your race, you need to finish your course, and then you can go home. But until then, you are stuck. Whether you decide to lay here in this bed and be stuck in this bed or get up and run your race, that's your choice. But I'm not letting you go. Amen? You'd be surprised how effective that is. You'd be surprised. <laughs> I should probably go nap. Um, <laughs> would you close us in prayer? Oh, did you have something to say? Oh, yeah, no, I'm not napping. I know, but I do need to nap. Here you go, Linda. Close us in prayer. Oh, Father, we just thank you for what's, what's happened here today. We just, we honor you. We love you. There's no one like you, Holy Spirit. And as we go today, as Pastor Cindy said, let us just be so just overflowing that it oozes out of us as we go that everyone we touch today, there's going to be a healing, there's going to be a change in that person. 
and that you would just shine your light on us, that people are drawn to us today, Lord. But let us go out from here in peace and in joy, knowing that we're healed, we're whole, we're filled, and that we are going to just explode once we're out that door with your presence for others. We give you the thanks and the glory and the honor in Jesus' precious name. Amen.